We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. We are brought to you by Hepius. Hepius is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that will not break the bank. And guys, I've used these products for a long time. There's a lot of CBD out there. So uh, why I like it is uh, if you're a first time user to CBD, you're going to be able to get some of the best quality stuff out there without... Uh, spending all the money. They're about 50 to 60% less than some of the big guys for the, for the quality and the quantity that you get. So check them out. They have a number two, uh, daily use broad spectrum oil. That's fantastic. They have a number eight sleep aid, which is phenomenal. And their number 14 freeze roll on for your aches and pains, muscles and joints is absolutely incredible. So there's something for everybody there. Definitely go check them out, happiestmed.com. Uh, save some money on a buddy pack uh, or just grab a couple for yourself. I mean, guys, you're not going to regret this. And if you're a veteran user, you're going to get the potency and the CBD that you love, again, without breaking the bank so you don't have to sacrifice the quality. So make sure you go check them out, happiestmed.com, and tell them the Thinking Project sent you. Okay, guys, it's time for me to introduce my next guest. Before I do, wanted to give a huge shout out to everybody who's following me on Instagram, who's in the Thinking Project group on Facebook. And if you're not, please join at Dalton K. Jensen or the Thinking Project group on Facebook. Uh, and huge shout out to everybody who's uh, helped me out along the way. Uh, Dallin Drubay was my first producer uh, and his company produced the first podcast and uh, just a huge shout out to him uh, and the whole pod community um, and really just everybody who's who's rallied around to make this possible. We're, we're doing a lot of big things. Our year mark is coming up and just grateful for all you guys. So let me introduce my next guest. Her name's Rebecca Queen. She's a uh, an author of Elsian, a celestial novel. You can buy that on uh, uh, Amazon, um, uh, wherever you buy books as well. So this was a great episode because she wrote this book like very fast. Um, and this was one of the big eye openers for me was that if you're passionate about something, if you love something, if you've never tried to do something like you'll be surprised how far you can go and how good things get when you just start moving. And Rebecca Queen's a phenomenal example of that. You guys will absolutely love this interview. Uh, it was on Zoom, so forgive any technical difficulties, but uh, please enjoy. And if you're listening to this on Apple, Please uh, subscribe and leave a rate and review. Those help me out a ton. But without further ado, Rebecca Queen. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project.
okay? Yes. Okay, good. All right. So I think that's going to be good for me. I had to, everything's just so finicky today. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. No cool. problem. So while I get to set up for Facebook, tell me a little bit about like, so you're in Peru right now. What's the time over there? Uh, right now it's 8.30 p.m. Oh, geez. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, man, no, no Honestly, it's not for me and yeah. like the circles that I like usually take up. It's pretty early. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Three in the morning today. I'm not <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. That's cool. So you wrote, I got your, I got your book, by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I yeah. don't even have it yet. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Actually, I love- you want to you spin it around so that I can see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and the spine and the spine. I want to see that as well. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, it's actually a really pretty book. It's <laughs> Thank very, you. It's very well spaced out, put together. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I... Uh- <laughs> the problem is they shipped it to me, but the problem is that like with COVID and, you know. Oh, yeah. And with all the, with all the, go ahead. Who knows when I'm, it's actually going to be delivered to my house. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> well, well, it's fantastic and it looks great. Thank you. <laughs> I can take you through the process of designing the cover later if you want. Yeah, we will talk about, we will talk about all that. I'm super excited. Okay. All right, let me see if uh, I'm so jealous now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to. I was like, oh, she sent me the book so we can be ready to, you know what I mean, to go on, uh, you know, to go on the podcast and everything like that. You know what I mean? I would have loved to be able to claim that it was me, but I had no idea that they shipped it to you. Oh, so I interviewed. Did you reach out to me when I interviewed Sam Kane? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and when I interviewed Sam Kane, they were like, Oh, we're going to send you a book and everything. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't actually have Sam's book until I, um, until after we did like, yeah. like much later. I, I noticed that. I noticed that because when I was listening back to that po- podcast, um, the intro in the intro, you mentioned that it was like a really good book and you enjoyed it and everything. But while you were talking to Sam, it seemed like you weren't sure what the book was about. So right. I, I that. <laughs> yeah. So, so by the time I had done the intro to that, so like, I'll do the podcast like this, you know, um, I'll do the podcast like this and then I I'll do the intro the day I release it or the night before. So like mm-hmm. it's, it's fresh. And by the time I had done the intro, I had actually read most of the book and, uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is actually a good book. I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I still have to read it. I've been looking forward to it. But considering that I'm all the way here, if I <laughs> ask my publisher to send me a copy, I wouldn't get it either way. So I'm going to have to yeah. wait until at least to get it on Kindle. Oh, yeah, seriously. Well, good. Well, hey, um, I'm sure you already know this, but we're rolling. We're live. Yes, I saw Okay, cool. Um, well, thanks for being here, Rebecca, and uh, thanks for joining me and reaching out to me. I was actually, I was actually really happy when the your publisher reached out to me and was like, "Hey, can we do a couple uh, author interviews?" And I was like, "I'd love to," because I've interviewed a few authors before, um, and I think that there's something really special about being a creative and being an author. Um, and I personally, I I love to read. Uh, I. And it's funny because on the back of your book cover, for those who haven't seen it yet, 
in the Facebook group. On the back of it, it talks about how, um, you know, you grew up, you grew up and like every millennial, we all read books, right? Like, and, yeah. and the fantasy books like that. Um, because I that's... Never from them. What? <laughs> I just never grew up from them. There you go. That's good. Well, I read I read a couple of them, and uh, the the fiction books, and I I couldn't get in. I fell in love with like weirdly enough like nonfiction books, and not like the self help stuff, like real like weird nonfiction books. But I but it's but I love it all either way. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know your book. Um, when is the official release date? May fourth. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel special. Like- it's up on pre-sale, um, pre-order right now, but okay. it's actually released on May 4th. Wow. <laughs> I feel, I feel cool. This book was, I, I, I'm a little bit into it and, and the book so far is really, is really fun. It's really interesting, especially, it's especially because, yeah, I'm not like a super speed reader. That's probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not like a speed guy. Um, but, uh, but I really like it, especially since like one of my favorite authors is, um, Joseph Campbell, and he writes a lot about like myths and stuff, mythology and stuff. And, uh, and I like that. But who were some of your inspirations for writing the, this book? And tell us a little bit about like what the book is about and the premise of it. All right. Well, uh, the book is about this girl, Kari, and it, it's very self-aware at the beginning because she talks about how she was found at, at the doorstep of her parents' house when she was a baby um, in the most cliched way. <laughs> and uh, so she grows up with her adoptive parents and uh, she's a little bit rebellious, a little bit like she doesn't like to conform to rules or anything of the sort. So one day she decides that she's going to go out, celebrate her birthday. But in reality, it's the day that she was found. And on her way back, she realizes that she's being followed by these vampire like creatures not vampires, vampire-like. And I'm not going to give any too many spoilers. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. what they are. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so so when these creatures, like, show themselves, she realizes that, hey, I can fight them off. And so she goes into this kind of, like, discovery story where she realizes that she's not human. She is actually a reincarnated goddess who actually has like a million different lives (laughs) that's awesome yeah that's awesome so let me ask you like during the whole create creating process like um and i'm and if you listen to some of the podcasts so you kind of know that while i love like the tips and tricks stuff like i like the journey more right and the story of like how you wrote the book and like like when did you when did you think you were like going to be an author and why did you pick fiction oh really (laughs) Yeah, I I never set out to write a book. I'm not going to lie. I never thought (laughs) that, like, when I sat down and started writing, I mean, I hoped, but I never really planned on writing an entire book, and I never planned on being an author. I just have this story that I didn't even come up with on my own. I'm not going to lie about that either. (laughs) I'll get into that in a minute. But I, I have this story, and these characters and I really just wanted to sit down and put it all on paper and I started writing kind of for fun and for fun turned into you know what you know a couple hundred words a day to I sat down and I stayed up all night writing wow that's awesome holy cow yeah 
And before I knew it, like when I find, when I realized it was going to be a book, I was at about maybe 50,000 words, which is a little bit less than half. (laughs) (laughs) And I started doing research at that point. How many words do you need for a book? Should I like start finishing the story? I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I I found out that the industry standard for YA fantasy was around 100,000 to 120,000 max words. And I was like, okay, yeah, I I need to start wrapping the story up somehow. And it turned into a book. That's, that's insane. So, I mean, it was just like, you're just writing for fun at the beginning. Is that what, is that what I, and I was, and, and I continued to write for fun because I I wouldn't be able to write it at all if I wasn't enjoying what I was writing. And so even, even when I go back and I read through the manuscript and every time that I went into editing, I am sucked into my own story. And it's like, (laughs) it was, it's like someone else had written it because it's so interesting even to me. So that's why I'm hoping other people enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, I think, well, and and whenever you create something like a book um, or, you know, I've interviewed like musicians and, um, and business owners and things like that, it's always a very vulnerable state, right? Like, will somebody like my, will somebody like my work? And that's a real thing. How have you dealt with that, that vulnerability? By not dealing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, let me, let me, let me try to think about that a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I first finished writing, honestly, the only person that I trusted with the manuscript, there are two people that I trusted um, and that I sent it to them on like the first rough draft without editing, without anything. One was my cousin, my 18 year old cousin. Um, and one was my best friend, Sophia. And cause I, cause I knew, my, my cousin was pretty much, you know, the target age, the target market and everything. So I wanted to see first what her opinions were. The problem with her and why I didn't mind her reading the first draft, though, is because she doesn't speak English. So okay. to read it, <laughs> to read it, she had to like copy paste it into Google Translate. So no kidding. I, yeah. Yeah. She read the entire 500 ish pages that way. And wow. I don't know how accurate that translation was. So I really don't know what she ended up reading. It could have been a different book entirely. <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah. And and then my best friend, well, I've known her since we were teenagers. I met her here when I first came to Peru. She was my best friend here. And like she's like the one person in the world that I know is never going to judge, never going to say anything bad just to say it. But rather anything, any comments, any critiques that he she had to give me were to like help me make the story better. Okay. So I, she helped me quite a lot with my first round of editing when I was doing it on my own. Oh wow. Okay. But aside from that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aside from that, I don't know like personally, I gave the book to my dad after it was edited and he never finished it, thank God. <laughs> uh, and and aside from that, I haven't really given it to anyone. So I don't like personally know anyone who has read it. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I, I what I've read so far is great. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and my wife, I'm sure will read it too. She's, she's really into like the fantasy novels. And so, uh, yeah, I'll, she's definitely going to read it too. But I think, uh, for, for that part, right. Like giving it to someone you trust, uh, and someone who's going to like really help you out. So what, what other editing processes did you go through to write it? Um, 
Well, like I said, like the first round, the first couple of rounds I went through with my best friend and yeah, yeah. Like she was giving me comments like, dude, like this doesn't really make sense. Or this dialogue is a little iffy. It doesn't sound natural, that kind of stuff. So I went in there again and I fixed it and I went and like told her, Hey, okay, how does this sound to you? And we did that a couple of times. And so that was maybe the first and second. And then I started just like reading through the book over and over and changing sentences that maybe didn't sound quite right to me or while I was reading at one point I realized like in the first couple of pages I mentioned someone's eyes are brown and then I changed them to blue (laughs) and and stuff like that so I maybe must have gone through the book by myself six or seven times things around like that Uh, and then with my publisher with Sage's Tower they provided me with three different editors Okay. and yeah and so each I went through maybe two rounds with each of them and obviously it's a completely different experience to edit on your own and to edit with someone who's a professional editor yeah Uh, seriously yeah and one of the comments that they gave me was you have too many butts and too many ands and that just hurt my soul <laughs> yeah so I, I have to go back and like change a lot of sentences so that they wouldn't start with but and and oh well yeah and you know what for people who don't write like that who, who don't write a lot excuse me that's very difficult yeah and it's especially it was especially difficult for me because as a YA reader like I said I never grew up so my genre that I mostly read in is YA a lot of sentences start with but and and yeah yeah I was gonna say because like (laughs) okay well I was gonna say you know a lot of like the ways that I've written in the past uh you know because I I'm not like a I'm not anything I haven't written anywhere near what you've written but you know you kind of write how you talk and you kind of write how you you know, you have some favorite authors and you kind of write like them, right? Exactly. Kind of go off of their style. But uh, but your your editors must not have been on the same page as some of those other editors. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. And, and you know, at the time I fought it. I, I'm not, I, I, I really okay. did. Okay. I, whenever I saw any comments like, but just, like, change the sentence. You're starting with but again. I fought it. But, but this one, like the but is there to add emphasis to the fact yeah. that. Yeah. Think that way. They're like, no, 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 no. You can add the emphasis in like being in the same sentence. So yeah, I fought it. But then when I... I, I'm also in the process of writing the sequel, the second book. Okay. And yeah, so I finished editing with the editors and I went back after that into the book that I, the second book that I was writing on my own. And I started reading it back and I was like, oh my God, they're right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's also kind of, it, it's, it's bittersweet when you realize that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Cause I've had that yeah. too. Like when I'm, when I'm podcasting, you know, they're like, hey, you're breathing really heavy or, you know, you're saying a lot of ums or you're not finishing a sentence. I'm like, screw you guys. And then I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, oh, never mind. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you have that that moment of realization when you're like, oh, yeah. maybe not everything I do but, is right. Yeah. But how does that like uh, now that you've gone through that, right? How does that feel for you? Like how, wh- what did that do for you? What did that kind of like, oh, you know what? They were right. What did that what did that experience do for well, you? Well. Um, I think I'm a much better writer now than I was when I wrote the first draft of Legion. And even Sophia, who's currently reading as I write the second book. Yeah. She has noticed it and she's told me, dude, your writing has improved so much. That's great. Yeah. It makes me feel really happy. It makes me feel really accomplished. And, you know, 
I I'm, I feel very grateful to the editors who didn't let me use the butts of the ants. <laughs> yeah, that's always how it goes, right? And I and I've always said like there's something very sacred about getting your butt kicked. And for me, like that's getting your butt kicked, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, you're right. It really was. It really was because I in, at the moment I was like, Ugh. yeah, 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 for sure. Well, but it's a, and that's why I ask you, like, like how how did that? What did that do for you? Because obviously it makes you better. Obviously it makes you more aware, you know. It and does. I feel like that's that's the main thing, right? In really in, in anything you're doing. You're going to school, honestly, like taking a test and your teacher's telling you, no, no, you have to fix it. Yeah, but but uh, it's a better test though because the reward is better. It you it know is. you get you get to I'm, publish a book. Yeah, it's still mind-boggling. <laughs> That's cool though. That's really cool. Um, so, who were some of your? I know you wrote kind of. I, I read a little bit about your bio and things like that, but I and I know that some of them were Twilight. But what were other some of the some of the other big influences for your writing? Well, like I mentioned, I read mostly YA. Right, and right. within the YA, I read mostly fantasy. So yeah, Twilight was the book that got me into like really reading. But you know, okay. I was what thirteen, twelve at the time. Yeah. Twelve, thirteen. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, that was the first book I really fell in love with. But the books that inspired the way that I write, at least, are Cassandra Clare's. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and there's an, like an element of similarities where, the, you know, what we go into fictional worlds that are parallel to ours. That's yeah. something that is mentioned in, in that book and quite a few others. But the yeah. style of writing, at least, I am very inspired by Cassandra Clare and I love her books. I adore them. Um, but story wise. Yeah. Story wise. Uh, I, I can't say that there's, you know, one clear inspiration. I have a lot of mythology in it, but yeah, other, than yeah. that, other than that, like, I mean, mostly Percy Jackson, I guess. <laughs> per, yeah. Well, that's a good, I mean, the, yeah, the, the Greek myths are, are fantastic yeah. to, yeah. to kind of read, to kind of read about and, and man, they, they got some crazy stuff in there. They truly do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have, but, do you have like a favorite Greek myth? If you don't mind me asking. Honestly, yeah, uh, and the, it's something that I incorporated, but it is the uh, story of Sun and Moon, and I'm not going to say more than that because it'd be like a big <laughs> because, spoiler. Because you, be, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want any spoilers for sure. <laughs> but uh, but that's really cool. I I and that's uh, really fun. So for you, how long did it take you to write the 500 pages in this book? Well, I started writing in January of 2020 last year okay coincidentally we went into quarantine here in peru in like the middle of march okay march 15th 14th we went on quarantine okay and we had this period of two weeks where we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know if we were going to stay in quarantine go out do anything so all businesses froze so i had a vacation (laughs) (laughs) I had a vacation of two weeks where I didn't have anything to do. So I just sat down and wrote all day and I got the majority of the book written right there. And I continued a little bit after I started working again, but you know, business was slow. So I had a lot of time. Right. Uh, right. So I want to say maybe um, April, 
I finished the book in April. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and quick. Then started yeah. It was now, really fast. Yeah, that is, that is really fast. How did you, how long did it take you to come up with the story or were you kind of writing it as you went or what was like the inspiration so, for the story? Yeah, for that, I have to take you all the way back to 2006. Okay, all right, deal. That's cool. I like yeah, so you Do you watch Netflix? How much of a, how big of a Netflix watcher? <laughs> uh, it's my kryptonite like yours. Excellent. So you <laughs> probably noticed, even if you haven't watched it, you probably noticed that there's this Wink Saga Fate uh, TV show that came out a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes. I haven't watched it, but yes, I'm aware. Yeah, don't watch it. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> there you but, go. <laughs> but uh, that show was inspired by an Italian show that was airing in 2005, 2006. And I used to watch it when I was a kid. From that show, I started going online, doing exactly what your parents tell you you're not supposed to do online. <laughs> and I signed up for a forum on the internet where there was a bunch of other people who liked this TV show and they were like kind of creating their own stories and it's kind of funny and it's really difficult to explain, but there were like kind of contests up where they asked you, okay, create your, your fairy name because the characters in this TV show are fairies, but create your fairy name or your powers. What's your like home planet and stuff like that. Yeah. So I met a group of girls there and we started creating stories based on these fictional characters that we created. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And and they were kind of like role-playing games in a way because we would each like write a chunk of dialogue for different people and like continue off like that. Yeah. We did that for years. For years. Oh, wow. Holy (laughs) cow. So we had a lot of material there. But I started thinking, like, I honestly, I never, I was never done with that world that we created. Uh-huh. And I started thinking a couple years back, like, why, why don't like we continue this? But the thing yeah. is, we're too old to to continue writing those stories. <laughs> like, we're all in different places in our lives, and we still talk, but sure, we don't sure. do that anymore. Yeah. So I asked them for permission. I was like, Hey, do you mind if I take inspiration from these stories that we wrote and like maybe turn it into a book? And they yeah. were totally with it, and I started writing, but. I had to make it so that it wasn't cheesy to the point where we were fairy princesses, you know? Sure, 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 sure. So that's where I started thinking, like, what do I do? How can I incorporate these characters, but make it believable? Yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and, and so your and so your whole, the, the book comes from, so this is where the characters come from. This is kind of where the story comes from. And the book is written in a month, and but the story's been happening, you know, for a long time, it sounds like, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So when did it become real to you that you were like, hey, this is it. I'm writing a book. This is a real, like, I'm, I'm doing I, this. So I, I asked them in yeah. July 2019. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got their permission and I started like sitting down and drafting in July <laughs> okay. of 2019. My draft was one page and it was only a uh, family tree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's important though. A lot of people don't understand like when you start doing these fantasy books that the story has to line up. And so that was interesting. I was actually going to ask you that. How did you plot the story out? And family tree is one of them. I never used that family tree again. <laughs> what? I never used that family tree again. 
Oh, really? I forgot Just about like... it. I forgot about it completely. Wow. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So I didn't you. plot anything for book one. Okay. That okay. down. I knew I knew what my characters were going to be. I knew what species they were going to be, and I knew who they were because they, you know, I'd been with them for years. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But I didn't know where it was going to go, and I didn't know where the story was going to go. And yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I sat down, I started writing and I wrote the entire thing chronologically. So I wasn't skipping around. I was writing it as it happened. And, and really the characters were doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. 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 So even, even in preparation for this interview with you for, to have this <laughs> conversation, I had to call my friend Sophia and I said, <laughs> I don't know anything about my own story. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, luckily, like I said, um, I like I like the journey and the story of becoming an author because a lot of people that's something that a lot of people dream about that some that some people, you know, never get to though, right? Yeah. For whatever reason, and so it's really really special that you get to put put out a book that people get to read what is going on, uh, you know, in your mind and and your imagination, and that's part of it, right? And that's really really special. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Book. I'm sorry. If you can hear my dog barking. Oh, <laughs> you're good. No uh, worries. You, no um, worries. Yeah. So, so book one was truly completely dynamic because yeah, I, I really, I really have no, no explanation for it. I just like word vomited onto a word document. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of went from there. Yeah. And it went from there, but now, you know, after that, for book two and book three, I have everything drafted. I know where it's going. I can't yeah. just word vomit because otherwise it's just going to go on forever. Yeah. How many, how many books are going to be in the series? So I have three planned for okay. this set, let's say. Okay. But really, the world is so big. And you'll see that as you go on. The world is so big with these different reincarnations and everything that I could write in any point in time. And from any character, any point of view that we haven't yeah. even met yet. And it could still all be set in the same world. Yeah, and like so, a spin, um, like a, some spinoffs. Exactly. So I'm toying with that idea, but I don't know. I don't have that story yet. Yeah, sure. Right how now. do you keep track? How do you keep track of it all? You said you never looked at the family tree again, but I feel like that in my brain, I would get, I would get so lost. So now I have it. Now I have it. Okay. 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 <laughs> but I, I started doing it again with like the information from Elysian for book two. Okay. That's but cool. yeah. yeah, but for Elysian, it was all completely dynamic. Of course, that's the thing though. After I finished the book for the first time, and when I was going through editing, there were like different things that like sometimes I was going through the book and I was like, did I, did I like, like when I changed the eye colors, yeah. what, what color was this person supposed to have? What is the hair length of this other person? Yeah. I started having to write all those details down so that I could double check them every time that they were mentioned or that those traits were mentioned within the other parts of the book. So right, now I have right. a list of all the different characters and all their traits and, you know, their... I was going to ask that, uh, you know, you got, you just got, you go back and you're like, oh shoot, I forgot that you pull it up or do you just know them? You just know them now that you're good now. No, 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 no. I still have to check. I still have to check. <laughs> I, one of the things That's that incredible. I really want to be careful with and throughout all the books is that I don't like contradict myself within the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so so I'm being like super careful. I was super careful with editing with Elysian and I'm being super careful uh -huh. too so that, you know, it all correlates perfectly. Yeah, so that it all fits. Yeah, that would give me like mad 
yeah. un- unrest. I would yeah, be very uneasy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So um, yeah. what was it like finding your publisher? Oh, finding publishers is hard. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up? How did you end up at uh, is Sage Tower? I was lucky. Okay. Honestly, I'm okay. going to, I'm going to like add, put everything to the fact that I was very lucky. I was lucky when I was writing. I was lucky when I was looking for my publisher. I was looking for everything. Uh, <laughs> cool. I, I started querying in like August. Okay. So it wasn't that long. I started querying in August and in September, like the first couple of days of September, there was an event on Facebook, Facebook, no Twitter on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, where like a bunch of different agents and uh, publishers get together to check this well, like one hashtag and people are supposed to pitch their book throughout the day using the hashtag and using no more than the 140 characters to four. I don't know how many wow. it is. Wow. gives you. And from that, if an agent or a publisher liked your pitch, you were allowed to send in your manuscript. Wow. That's yeah. very interesting. That's a, that's an interesting way to do it. It is. And you know, I, I highly recommend it for anyone who's looking for a publisher or for an agent because it's one, it's a lot of fun. You get to learn a lot from like other pitches yeah. and you like there's a really great community out there that people you can meet, people who can help you. And I didn't, yeah. I was not aware of that until that moment. Wow. But Sages liked my pitch and uh, I sent them the manuscript and they liked the book. And like a month later I was signing with them. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Holy God. So what's the community on Twitter? It's the writing community. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, yeah. and, so and it's the hashtag writing community, you will find them all, but they're amazing. Wow. And, and do they, is there a, is there a certain Twitter handle that they use to let you know when those days are happening or is it the same day or is it? Um, I wish I could tell you for a fact how people know. Usually I'll just see it because people start tweeting about it. And because I'm following so many of these people in the community, uh, I I now find out a couple days in advance, at least. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. In September, I found that I found out the day of. That's cool. Wow. So you're like, holy crap, this is it. I'm going to, I got to tweet 140 characters. Yeah. Including the hashtag. Including the hashtag. That's insane. That so was- I sat down, I, I thought about it for like two minutes and I was like, post. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Holy cow. So um, what was some of the best advice that you got? I mean, I know that we talked about, you know, what your editors were talking about and what your friends were, what your friends are giving you. But what was some of the best advice that you got while you were writing this book? What, what were some of the, like the best advice? What were some of the best lessons that you learned? So advice that people gave me, and this is all stuff that happened on Twitter after I started, after I finished the book, because while I was writing, like I said, I didn't know it was going to be a book. I wasn't looking into publishing information or anything. I I was just writing. Wow. But after, yeah, but after I finished writing and I went on Twitter for the first time because someone told me, hey, you know what? Twitter is a great place for writers. I have no idea. That is piece of advice. Number one. Okay. But after that, and and recurring advice that I see on Twitter is, you know, try to find any like time every day to write, even if you just write like two words, like sit there and do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and advice that I give to anyone who is like thinking about writing is like, don't don't try to write for a market or to sell anything, write for you, write the story that you want to read. 
Because if you like it and you enjoy it, someone else will too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, that's good. And then what are some of the, like, what was some of the best, um, experiences that you had like like with your publishing company with your writing because man it, i've never met somebody who wrote the book in a month though or two months <laughs> how long you it was a month and a half or something like that yeah like a month and a half two months ish but that's cool though here's here's why i think that's really cool because everything that you've said is something that i try to like tell people like whether they go into business or whether they become an author or a creator is like you just got to start doing what you love to do without i mean because if you love what you do things just start to happen. And I think that's kind of what you, the, the story that you're telling, right? You say lucky. I just say that if you start, if you do, start doing something that you love st- and you're passionate about it, it just starts to come together, right? Yeah, you know, you know, people say that a lot. And in the moment, you, you don't really think about it. And, and as a yeah. matter of fact, until you like said it right now, I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. There's a reason why people tell you just do what you love because in the end, somehow it works out. Well, yeah, because you weren't, you weren't uh, even looking at publishing a book. I, I wasn't. You just wanted to write, you just wanted to get all this stuff out of your head and onto paper. Yeah. yeah. Very, well, and writing's very uh, meditative and very therapeutic. So yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's a great way to, to, it's a great thing to do if you're in quarantine. Yeah. And, and it was also entertaining for me because I got to a point where, you know, we were in quarantine. I like there was I, I ran out of stuff on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I so, mean, we all did. <laughs> and Netflix I ran out of stuff to put on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they were going crazy, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Sitting down and writing, I, it was like and it still is. It's it's like watching a movie in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So it's entertaining yeah. for me because I, I don't know, like my characters are like real people. And so they're telling me, no, do this and do that. I, maybe I'm a little insane. Who knows? <laughs> no, never. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So now you mentioned this, I think either, either just as we hopped on or right before we hopped on live, but, um, um, yeah, because if if you're listening to this after the fact, I do these live, so you got to join the group if you want to see these live. But uh, we were talking about this um, that you're also an English teacher in Peru. Yes. That's really cool. So how do you how how have the lessons that you've learned writing your book helped you in your teaching, like with your students? Has it helped at all? Like like what are your thoughts with that? Well. Um, the structures that we have for classes are pretty dynamic. Okay. Like, it's not like you sit down and look at a book and do exercises. It's more like conversation oriented. Um, so. Which is the best way to learn. I think it really is. It really is. Especially a language. Cause I've, I've seen people from when I was in school, for example, that like who learned that way with a textbook and yeah, sure. They can read and write and everything, but then they can't speak the language. Right. And, and this happens in every language, not just English. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I can read Portuguese to you, but <laughs> speaking it is a different thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so like, learning um, in, like, this method where it's more conversation, they learn faster and they can speak, like, a lot quicker than, than other people. But okay. one of the things, like, writing the book kind of helps you improvise I want to say so yeah. it's it's something that yeah it, it did definitely help in that part where you know if, if there was anything that they didn't understand for example a word that they didn't understand yeah I guess my use of thesaurus <laughs> 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 thesaurus is just for my best friend oh yeah well it, I mean it's every 
because you start like, you're like, man, I got to say that I've said awesome like 15 times and I've got to find another word. <laughs> That's for yeah. me. Like my two words are like awesome and amazing. And I have to like, uh, I have to find new words every now, every, every day. I like a lot. <laughs> and it translates to my writing. Yeah, it it really does. I mean, I've noticed it too. Like even when you. you know when I'm, you know when I write when I'm well, like when I'm writing a paper, I, I I do a lot of the same things. It's it's bonkers. It's that's really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. You write the way that you speak. Yeah, yeah. So well, dang, that's amazing. And uh, and so tell us where we can find your book, what the release date is, and and all that good stuff. So Elysian is available for pre-order right now on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Okay. You can get a soft cover, hardcover, ebook, you know, they're all there. Okay. Um, but the official release date is May 4th. So you okay. can pre-order it now, but you won't receive it until May 4th. Until However, May 4th. Yeah. But pre-orders like are essential for books. And that's another thing that I've learned. Pre- like they're super important. Every, so, every Yeah. Pre-orders are a big deal. I mean, because that kind of, uh, yeah, now why, now why are pre-orders so important? Well, pre-orders for one, tell a bookshop how much of the book they should buy and, you know, stock to put on their shelves. Yeah. And it also helps it a lot so that when it does go on sale, like official sale, um, more people can see it. Like it's pushed oh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pushed out by Amazon and pushed out by Barnes & Noble even more. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's really cool. Now, um, I, I just I so you're so you're an English teacher. You're a writer. Uh, what what else? Like, what other stuff do you have going on? Are those your two main things, or or what else do you do? I I am a bachelor's degree in uh, international relations and political science. Oh wow! <laughs> Not related at all. <laughs> How did you become an English teacher? <laughs> um. So that's an interesting story also. Yeah, yeah. My, go ahead. I went to university here in Peru. And one okay. of the requirements here in university is that you have to have like work experience or internship hours or something of the sort. Oh, and getting an internship or getting any sort of job in international relations is like super difficult. Like it's it's either yeah, you yeah. go into the United Nations or you go into the Organization of American States or, you know, an ONG, NGO yeah. or, you know. And uh, it's really hard. So one of the things that I was able to do, because I speak English, is go into uh, teaching. Because one of the okay. requirements for my degree is English. Oh, yeah. So, well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it, it, it went together. It went perfectly. So I started applying for different institutes. And I ended up working at the company that I work at, Berlitz. Um, and I've been there like three years now. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a really great company to work at. That's so cool. Hey, there you go. That's great. Well, uh, yeah, I, that's always interesting because like I, so I've been in sales my whole career, but I got my bachelor's degree in accounting. Um, and yeah, and they like, you know, that's a weird one. Um, <laughs> because yeah, and so I'm always just curious, right? Like how, you know, how, where people, how people start, how they end up. And because I just think it's a cool story. I feel like there's a lot of inspiration when people hear like, oh, you know, the, you've got such a diverse background um, and you, you do something that, you know, uh, a lot of people want to do and they find hope, right? Like I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to have X, Y, Z to be a writer. Like I just have to start writing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, another thing is that you definitely don't have to have everything figured out at a specific <laughs> age. Like, I mean, I, I, I loved True. what I said 
I love what I studied in university, but like I made that decision when I was 17. 18. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. You go to university a lot earlier here. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I was yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm well, applying, I'm applying for master's degrees and I'm 27. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but, you know, I, I made that decision and I loved what I studied and I would love to work in it. I doubt yeah. that I'll be able to at this point in life because yeah. I mean, I, I have tattoos and that's one of the things that's a big no, no. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Policy. Oh, diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. That's, I I hope that, I hope that changes. Like that doesn't make any sense. Me too. Big time. (laughs) I like, I have one right here. Right. And and I cover it up. It's like in in the summer, it's really hot. It's really difficult, but, but I, I, I hopefully will end up working in it one day, but with like all the things that I need now for social media and being an author, I really doubt that I'll be able to, they control your media when you go into diplomacy. I bet they do. Yeah, I bet they do. I I mean, I bet, I bet you can't really do a whole, like uh, when you go into diplomacy, you mean like if you're like an ambassador or something like that, I mean, they, they control what you write and put on there. Yeah. And not, not maybe while you're working, but while you're studying to, to be an ambassador. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. They don't want anything funky going on there, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like guess. you probably can't use TikTok and stuff like that. <laughs> and and oh, you so probably, probably can't write YA fantasy. <laughs> wow, that's so weird. You would I would I would feel like and and maybe I I'm just far removed from that. Um <laughs> but I would feel like you want some people, right? Like you want some like real people and not like these you know, whatever, okay. I don't know. Yeah, like cookie cutter robots. <laughs> like I would say robot. I'd be like, dude, this is this guy's not real. Like I don't want to talk to you. I, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it, it really depends on on the country okay. as well. But like at least here in Peru, people or people get in trouble like if they're police officers or firefighters or anything for like filming a fun video in uniform and like you know like dancing no. around. Like no you know kidding. how in the states in the states we have like like um yeah like tic, like police officer TikTok firefighter calendars <laughs> yeah 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 and like but, we have like TikTok yeah. police officers yeah okay. yeah Every, I can find like five wow no kidding yeah it's it's a big scandal if that happens no that's that's strange I mean I mean that's you know what I mean but I mean it's just because I'm not used to that right like yeah no it's because, strange too too and I've been here for ten years okay. <laughs> Well, good. Because I'm always like, yeah, that's just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's crazy. Because like that's one of the things in America that like, I don't know, kind of helps like they they, like police stations. Right. Yeah. Like it. it, They encourage it. Like if you can do something nice and film it like I remember. Have fun. Yeah. I remember when I worked at a car dealership, there was this baby deer that got stuck in a gutter. And we called the and we called the fire department and the police department to come get him out. Um, and I was the manager, so I sent a couple of guys out there to like wave the police officers down. And they and one of my guys filmed it. He filmed the the police officers getting the baby out and like returning it back to his mother. And it freaked me out because like ten minutes later, I got a call from the police department, or like maybe not ten, but like an hour later, I got a call, and they're like, "Did you film that?" And I was like, "Oh crap." Like, I don't know, maybe one of my guys did. And they're like, no, no, no. Well, we wanted to put it on our social media. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, here you go. Whatever. Simplicity. <laughs> no, yeah. I have the opposite, the opposite situation happened to me. I, there was a cat once that was stuck on the windowsill of a house, but the uh-huh. window was closed, so it couldn't get in and it was on the second floor. So 
probably would have hurt herself if it jumped. I don't yeah. know Cat Academy, so I don't know how many lives they really have. Right. But <laughs> I called the firefighters and I was like, dude, a cat needs help. Can you bring a ladder? And they answered me and they're like, no, we don't do that. Oh, dang. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was so sad. I, I still had that like idea from the States of like, you know, yeah, yeah you can call these the firefighters and they'll help out now. Yeah, no, they'll come and help them out, do whatever. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. All right. Well, cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me and, and for sharing your story and for sharing your book. And um tell us one yeah. more time like how people find you, uh, how people follow you, and then where they get the and then where they get the book. So you can find me on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm at the Rebecca Queen everywhere, YouTube as well. And okay. as far as Elysian goes, you can go and pre-order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, but you will receive the book on May 4th. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to have been able to be here with you.